When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, apologies for that. We um, had a bit of an update on OBS, so it just threw out all of the settings. So I'm sorry we're a tiny bit late, but welcome to a brand new watchlist stream. I'm Nymphria and we're getting to the nitty gritty part of the season now. So with chips flying all over the place and blank and double game weeks galore, it's time to look ahead to double game week 28 with some watchlist players. I'm joined as always by Kylie. How are you doing, lovely? I am really good. Nim, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. There yeah, was a apart, bit of trepidation. Apart from that little bit of panic there. <laughs> yeah, there was an almost moment where we were like, I don't know if anyone can see us. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's good to be it's good to be back and um obviously we're we're just through a sort of mm, 27 knee deep in the uh blanks and doubles mayhem of the next few weeks so it should be good absolute mad mad time with Mm. all of that what are we going to be attempting to cover today (laughs) right so as you would expect because we're now heading into game week 28 which is a reasonably large double game week followed by 29 Mm -hmm. which is not as big a double game week, but has all the exciting ones in them. And then we've got a big old blank in uh, game week 30. Yeah, just to slap us in the face there after right, all the yeah. doubles. <laughs> just and like, I mean, okay, back to earth now. <laughs> that's it, right. And um, if any of you were, were watching the match last night uh, or following it, you would have seen that Southampton beat West Ham in the FA Cup, which means that in addition to the three fixtures in 30 you would have already known about um we've we've now got West Ham and Spurs playing as well that will suit lots of people for me I actually have triple Southampton at the moment because I'm bench boosting next week so I was really hoping Southampton would lose because we'd just make game week 30 easier anyway with with all of that (laughs) going on um we're sort of more narrowly focusing on on 28 and and a bit beyond um just to try and help you with your thinking over the next couple of weeks. Um, so I guess before we kick off our our picks for this week, we have had some requests to do a bit of a look back mm-hmm. uh, going forward on how our picks have performed. What we will do in coming weeks is add a little bit more structure around that. So I'm going to start yeah. monitoring them for us so we can see because we definitely have had some big wins unfortunately yes. <laughs> last week was yes. not one of them so new <laughs> new viewers and listeners please don't be put off if this is your <laughs> yeah. first time watching the stream or if last week was your first time I mean yeah. they were long-term picks long-term picks <laughs> Meghost was definitely not a long-term pick yeah well, but okay. he was he yeah. was a double pick and yeah. you know I think we all got blinded by <laughs> we optimism did. of a double. And, he... and Burnley, yet again. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I mean, every double, every time there's a Burnley double, they seem to be by themselves and you just feel the need to load up on them and then they never produce. <laughs> exactly, right? Like Pope did so well in 
the previous one and mm-hmm. then bombed in this one. Me got injured again. Me is such a double game week curse, I yes, swear. Yes, thankfully I didn't actually go there this time. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for the people who missed him for the 26 double yeah. and brought him in for 27 yeah, because that, that, I mean, if you had him for 26, I don't really have that much sympathy for mm-hmm. you because you did well. Um, <laughs> but so our picks last week. So you got something from him. So be exactly, grateful. Exactly, on balance, it's fine, right? Yeah. Um, so our picks last week were Veghurst, Sancho, Rafinha, and then Nim's pick was Sterling and mine was Borussia. Yeah. None of them got anything in in the first match that they've played. Some of them are longer-term picks, particularly the likes of Borussia and Rafinha, yeah. who really going to help you navigate this kind of coming period. Mm-hmm. But um, certainly Sancho and, and Veghurst were one-off picks who disappointed United just really struggling against Watford which is bizarre this season but anyway so what we're going to do going forward is we're going to start tallying them up and we'll I'll probably monitor from say a four-week period because the picks aren't necessarily just for one week so it'll be interesting to see a snapshot of of how they do over the sort of immediate period after we've chosen them so stay tuned for that Absolutely. And I think it'd be, yeah, it'd be really good because we have had some some good corpus as well mm. over the first couple of weeks that we did it. So yeah, it'd be really nice to kind of keep track of that. And it was requested. So it'd be nice to kind of deliver on that as well. So I think on that note, we should probably delve into the coming game week. And the first of our watch list picks is Adams of Southampton. He's gone under the radar a bit with Brozier stealing a fair amount of the limelight. Of course, doing well again last night in the FA Cup. But he has great fixtures ahead, doesn't he, Kylie? He does, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, the the big... Fa- I just told you I have three Southampton players. Yes. Right? So, <laughs> like, you not, are all in. <laughs> not what I expected um, at all. I have had Livermento and Brozier for a good while just sort of sitting on the bench. Um, and I ended up going for Ward Prowse. Um, as I said, I'm playing my bench boost in, in 28. So that's the reason why I have so many budget Southampton players. <laughs> we'll get into why they're they're good picks. But I mean, obviously the, the big factor at the moment is the immediate double yes. that they have in mm-hmm. 28, which is a nice combo. So it's Villa and Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Newcastle are in form at the moment. Villa have, well, you know, they've been a bit yo-yo and obviously from an attacking perspective haven't been so great the last couple of weeks, Um, but they have been conceding goals as well. So it's one of those kind of combinations of fixtures that is not sort of playing Norwich and Watford, but it is good. Um, and then they, speaking of Watford, they have Watford in 29, which just compounds things. Now, the frustrating part, as I alluded to at the top of the stream, is the fact that they did win their FA Cup match. Yeah. So what was looking initially on paper like it might be a Burnley-Southampton fixture dropping into 30 mm-hmm. is is no more. So it mm-hmm. is something to factor in, you know, with all of our picks really is that 30 blank um, and the fact that those players won't be there. So I think, you know, when looking at the likes of Adams and many will, we'll get into why, but I mean, one of the reasons I think is we're constantly talking about lack of compelling forward options and Adams does look on form Mm -hmm. the pick 
for this particular double because we don't really have those premiums doubling this week. Yeah. Um, so just bear that in mind that, you know, if you're free hitting in 30, it's really not a problem. Or if you have an alternative for him or whatever, D- depends on what your team is. Um, after that blank, they've got um, Burnley and, you know, really their, their run isn't bad. They've got Chelsea and Liverpool throughout the remainder of the season. Um, but otherwise it's, it's pretty good. So why not? If you can navigate 30... Fixtures yeah. look pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm deciding if to wild card this week. Uh, but if I am, I will have a bit of a headache on whether to go with Brozier for the extra bit of cash or Adams on form. And he really does have form on his side at the moment. He scored seven goals and three assists this season. Three of those goals and one of those assists coming in the last four game weeks which consisted of Spurs, Man United, Everton and Norwich. So, you know, a bit of a mixture there in terms of teams. So as you're saying, Kylie, those up-and-coming fixtures really complement, like, his recent form. Are the stats backing it up? Yeah, they are. So if we look, well, if we look at season long, right, he's got an XG of 5.03 and an XA of 0.94, which is, you know... He's overperforming those stats, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think what is good is that we can see that he's definitely gaining confidence over, like, remember when he first joined Southampton and it took him, like, the whole season to score yeah. a goal and it was that <laughs> crazy worldy goal against City, I believe, yeah. that he eventually scored. Um, so it, he's kind of been a really slow burner in that Southampton mm. team. But if we're looking... Instead of season long, if we look at the last six game weeks to get a better idea of his recent form, his XG is 2.94 and, um, you know, that's the the three goals. So that's bang on. He's also had a goal involvement of 44% for Southampton's goals. So that's really good, nearly 50%. Um, In that six-week period, he's had 13 attempts on goals, six on target, four big chances. So that's pretty nice numbers. Um, he's also created six chances. One of those was a big chance. And do remember that in that six, and it's not game week, sorry, if I said that, it's it's actually six matches. So okay. just because game weeks are hard yeah, to go by, Yeah, because they're all over the place at the moment. Yeah, so <laughs> last six matches, he did actually come off the bench for one of those. So it's sort of five and a bit mm-hmm. more than anything. Um, so that looks that looks really good. And as for Southampton as a team, they're so much better than I think we all thought, right? So uh, over the last six, they are ranked fourth for goals scored, um, which is pretty good. And in fact, the teams ahead of them are Liverpool, Arsenal and City. So, you know, Hmm. little Southampton keeping some lovely company there. Yeah. Um, They are also ranked fourth for big chances and they're ranked second overall for shots on target. So a worthy attack, and I think this is why you'll see a lot of people Mm. focusing on Southampton, Yeah, um, whether it's Brozier or Adams or, you know, Ward-Prowse or their defence, they, from an attacking perspective, certainly are the most compelling of the teams that have a double in 28. Yeah, I agree. And even though... Adams is a little bit more expensive than Brozier. He's still considered a bargain forward 
right in that seven yeah. mil category he's now ahead of king and edward with points 83 and still a differential at 5.8 percent owned so if he kicks on from here he really could help anyone who's is looking to gain rank this week in particular but of course yeah you know just bear in mind that there is that blank in game week 30 now for southampton so we'd have to obviously wait and see where they would drop back in so our second pick is Rudiger Chelsea. Chelsea will have a double game week added into game week 28. So that consists of Newcastle and Norwich. So we've gone all circa game week 16 here and added Rude Boy to our <laughs> watch yeah. list. Now, I don't know about you, Kylie, but I'm wondering how I fit all these premium defenders into my team at the Without moment. Without wildcarding. I mean, you're thinking about wildcarding. I that am. makes it easier, yeah. but it, it is But even on a wildcard, it's not as easy as it once looked yeah. because, um, you know, you can go for the likes of Robertson, Trent, or if you wanted to save a bit of cash, maybe Van Dyke or Matip, mm. along with, you know, Robbo or Trent. And then obviously you're going to want to keep Cancelo and then you're probably going to want to have a Wolves defender or maybe even a Southampton defender. So it only really leaves one spot open for a Chelsea defender. And if you put a Chelsea defender in there, then you, you could potentially end up with no defence in game week 30 if you're not, you know, if you're not free hitting. So, and and I think if I wildcard, I'll be attempting not to free hit in 30 yeah. Just because I want to set up my team for a couple of game weeks and make sure I try and really utilize the wild card for a few game weeks instead of like wild carding just for two game weeks and then free hitting and then wanting to refresh my whole team afterwards. You know, it seems kind of pointless. Having that free hit in the bag will be more helpful down the line to me. So it's it's tough but i think there is an opportunity to potentially jump on and off of players here over the next few weeks so you know i think if you are um inclined to go for a chelsea defender this week you you could then maybe move them on to a, a liverpool defender next week for their double and then obviously plan to get them back in again post 30 once you know whether you're going to double on liverpool defense or or you know go with chelsea but rudiger isn't cheap at 6.1 million and despite chelsea's blanks he is still 20.1 percent owned which really shocked me that's crazy yeah. yeah so not having him could actually hurt my rank if he was to do anything <laughs> in this double you know um but it's not just this double with Chelsea, is it, no. Kylie? Because even though they blank in 30, their fixtures are really tasty until the end of the season. Yeah, they are. And actually, I'll get into that in a minute. We just had uh, Nuclear Atom in the chat asking about uh, Rudiger and his ownership and whether okay. we only do differentials. We do try to keep mm. a good number of differentials in there. So we try to avoid some of the obvious picks. But if we are, say, swerving, if, if everyone sort of actively had a player in their team already, you know, we're not necessarily going yeah. to talk about them. Obviously, Rudiger is owned by a lot of dead teams. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really about active managers and whether they're starting to consider bringing someone in 
that will will play in. So sometimes you'll see a slightly higher owned one. Granted, we did not yeah. think Rudiger was quite as highly owned no, as, no. as he is. He has bizarre. shot up. I think he's shot up since um, we originally thought about our players yeah, by like has, yeah. yeah four or five percent already. So yeah, you know people are jumping <laughs> jumping in. Yeah, they but, are um, absolutely. But yeah, so that just gives you a bit of a an idea of of how we how we choose. Mm-hmm. So there'll always be some uber differentials in there, and some maybe lesser. So yeah. um, as to Rudiger and his fixtures, it feels really weird, kind of trying to think about Chelsea yes. as a team, right? Just simply Just because... almost forgotten about them. They've <laughs> been around so long. <laughs> they, so actually they only missed 24 and 25. I know. It, it feels because like we forever. had that winter break <laughs> as well, it just actually feels like they were gone for so, so long that yeah. at the Club World Cup um, that I, I genuinely forgot who is in that team. <laughs> yeah. um, so much so that, in fact, James is now back. Yes. Um, and he obviously would have been a great pick as well. Mm-hmm. And he's a more exciting pick, but he's also still potentially lightly too early, mm-hmm. um, but could be a good pump for those who go for him. Um, as to the fixtures, so the reason everyone's jumping early is not only because they have a superb run to season end, but because of the fact that they won their FA Cup match. Mm -hmm. They have had their originally game week 30 was a fixture against Norwich. That's now been moved into 28. Now, you will note actually on the FPL website, unless it's just happened, that fixture hasn't actually been updated in there yet, which is a bit odd. There, I'll, I'll check actually. I'll yeah, see but it, it was announced before the FA Cup match. Yeah, Chelsea that this would and Norwich right on Twitter. I think. Yeah, so yeah. it 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 has been officially confirmed. Oh, they've added it was... in now. They have. Okay, that's interesting because yep. this morning it definitely wasn't in there. Yeah, and I think I saw um someone on uh, Twitter actually before we jumped on asking about that. So mm-hmm. it should be in there now. Yep. So basically, it's Burnley and Norwich for twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Pretty juicy, right? And considering yep. that Norwich are bottom for pretty much all attacking metrics, mm. like big chances, attempts, shots on target, all of them, they are rock bottom. So that bodes well for yeah. a clean sheet. And Burnley, while better than Norwich, <laughs> are obviously not a stellar This is where we all sell fair curse now and he puts three past Chelsea, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to happen. It's so going to happen, right? I mean, lots of us went off Chelsea, to be honest, before mm. the sort of Club World Cup period because yes. they had gone off the boil with they clean sheets. They did fall off of a cliff, yeah. They did. But, you know, on paper, the, the fixtures look really, really good. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's one of the drivers for a very quick reversal on Chelsea this week mm-hmm. and why Rudiger's numbers are going up so fast. Yeah. A lot of people who've been following the fixtures will have earmarked them for this point onwards, even mm-hmm. before the double was announced, because their run includes Brentford, Southampton, Leeds, you name it. It is sterling until the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of one of the big drivers for everyone going there. Yeah. And, and he is Chelsea's top scoring defender on 108 points. <laughs> it's only eight more points, I think, than Thiago Silva. But, you know, he, he's still the top scoring defender for Chelsea. Despite this many looking, as you were saying there, Kylie, to teammate James for the potential upside and attack and threat, as James has four goals and five assists, to Rudiger's two goals and three assists. Neither are a bad shout, but yeah, we 
you know what you're getting with Rudiger, you're going to get game time. Whereas, as you were saying, we just couldn't be sure when we were thinking about choosing James for our watch list, whether or not he would be a starter or starting both fixtures. So we just kind of went a little bit safe (laughs) with this one, where you would expect Rudiger to be there no matter what, pretty much, Mm -hmm. um, because he's played every game this season bar one in game week eight so yeah what are his stats looking like Kylie so the first thing to bear in mind as I said I look at last six matches rather Mm -hmm. than last six game weeks so unlike other teams who have probably just played all their last six matches consecutively yes we are missing 24 and 25 so Mm -hmm. this is basically going back to like game week 18 or something I I'm (laughs) I don't think it's quite that far back, Time but you know machine. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it feels it's, that it's, long. It's stretching back a bit, so it yeah. can be a little bit more difficult to read into mm-hmm. form on that basis, so just bear it in mind. Um, so his season XG is 1.77 and XA is 1.16. Um, that's not, you know, amazing, but it's not no, too it's bad. it's not terrible either for a defender. A defender. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and we know that he is capable of, he's not prolific, mm-hmm. but he is capable of getting um, goals and assists. So it, it is something to factor in. But as we said, his bread and butter is really the clean sheets. Mm-hmm. In that six game week period, Chelsea are ranked fifth for XGC uh, with 4.95 um expected goals conceded and in fact they did concede five goals in that period so that's about (sighs) bang on target that's not too bad you probably would have expected better for Chelsea but again that factors in that period right where they just kind of kept letting one goal in which was yeah and it was always just like one goal one wasn't it enough to be quite aggravating and not enough to make you sell them exactly yeah so that was irritating um Mm -hmm. They do fare better in defence than attack, which probably will not be a massive surprise to anyone. Having watched their matches, seen the struggles with mm-hmm. Lukaku, you know, is Havertz playing, is Mount playing? You know, it's been a challenge. And in fact, their XG over that six-match period is uh, was 5.69. Only Watford, Norwich, Wolves and Burnley were worse off than that so that is surprising Mm. you would not expect to see the top three team that far down from an attacking perspective so quite interesting and I think it endorses the fact that Rudiger is probably the Chelsea pick if you're wanting to invest in their fixtures and in the double game week yeah absolutely I'm dread FPL says all wildcard 28 managers will have at least two Chelsea defenders right I'm not sure. I don't. I am so. not sure. I'm not considering to. If I, I mean, where card. do you fit them? Exactly. I've got a double Liverpool. Now, yeah. I, you know, I could change Robbo. Yeah. Right. But I've got Cancelo. I mean, but double selling Robbo ahead of a double game week. Well, would no, be... I just wouldn't do that because yeah. there's no logic. Um, exactly. You know, you'd be flipping because ultimately, in the next two game weeks, they both play three games. Yeah. So you know um and robbo has greater upside than than someone like rudiger but, or you could get the extra fixture by going from one to flip the flopping flip yeah. flopping yeah depends on what other fires you have yeah. i think that there's an opportunity for managers to maybe try and get ahead by going mm. for a double chelsea defense over a double liverpool 
or a double city mm. just to try and get a different tack uh, because it, it's been very difficult in the defense certainly yeah. they have been so locked in um that it, it is something that could work i think it would have to be on some sort of a free hit 30 strategy though if you were going you know if you're going double yeah absolutely yeah yeah so okay well moving on to our third pick and it's carl water peters and now this was another pick where we were kind of torn between kwp or livermento but we went with kwp as differential now we should mention here that he potentially picked up a hamstring injury in the fa cup last night now he's not flagged on the website but i think like don't assume that just because we've put him in the watch list that he's absolutely fine I would wait and get absolute confirmation on, you know, on him as a pick before, you know, going in on him. But, you know, hopefully the information we're going to give you on Walker Peters will work, you know, for a Bednar actor or a Livermento or or anyone else, you know, in Southampton defence anyway. Because Southampton's fixtures, as you've already kind of alluded to with Adams, look really nice, right, Kay? Yeah, absolutely. So I won't run through the fixtures again because we've just <laughs> looked at them. Um it is a little bit disappointing that there might be an issue there because I think Kyle Walker-Peters, as we'll outline, represents a really good opportunity. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the ownership on Livramento is, but there are undoubtedly many managers like myself <laughs> who had him rotting third on the yes, bench during his me whole too. <laughs> injury period because it was just like, who could you change him to? So um, 12.3%. 12.3%. Okay. Yeah. Um Kyle Walker-Peters is is lower than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully he's yes. fine. I personally would av- avoid a Bednarak because, look, I have PTSD with Bednarak. <laughs> I vividly recall the game week when he got, was it minus eight points or something horrific? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was sent off. He had no goal. I don't know. He did some other catastrophic thing. It was a, a quite, oh, and, and then they conceded about 400 goals, yeah. right? So it was horrendous. And I, for some reason, had I had him second on my bench and <laughs> a number of players didn't feature. And so yeah. I was just praying that someone would play one minute. I was one minute of football uh... away from having a minus eight come off my bench. Bednarak is well capable of, <laughs> of that kind oh, of just one crazy... <laughs> crazy situation so (laughs) that would be my warning yeah 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 no i agree um apparently has now been flagged on the site so that that is that's disappointing yeah yeah so do watch it maybe keep an eye on it you know as we say we don't always do these watch list picks just for the direct game week so Mm -hmm. you know maybe consider Walker Peters is somebody you could get in post 30 after the blank game week. Um, so yeah, uh, that was just one that we kind of already had in and we weren't really sure what was happening and he hadn't yeah. been flagged yet. So we just kind of ran with it in the hope that he would be okay. But yeah, I think, you know, his budget at 4.8 million and we, you know, we touched upon it. He's great differential at 1.5% compared obviously to Livermento's percentage we mentioned earlier. Um, his stats pretty good Kylie yeah yeah no they are so I mean season long not so much I mean 0.73 xg which is a bit 2.32 xa not bad 
But actually, so, so that suggests a cis potential mm-hmm. more so, which is not surprising, right? Yeah. But what is interesting is that in his last six matches, he's had nine attempts on goal, eight in the box, right? Which is interesting given that he is a defender, yeah. not a forward. And um, five of those nine attempts uh, were on target, right? So his shooting accuracy is impressive mm-hmm. and frankly better than most of the forwards that we have available. Those numbers are better than most of the forwards yes. we have available. In addition to that, he's created seven chances. One of those was a big chance. And as we know, he's put in some really stellar performances over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and has really shone and he has got bonus as well as a yeah. result of those performances. So he does look like a really nice all-round package if you can go him. Yeah. Um, and I think just given the fact that Southampton are a really attacking team at the moment, more so than we thought, they are a respectable team defensively. Yeah. So if you look at XG, big, big chances conceded, shots conceded, shots on target conceded, they're about bang on mid table, which right. isn't bad given that they're pretty cheap options. Yeah, and bear in mind that data is factoring in um, not just the last two game weeks where they've kept clean sheets with mm-hmm. Liver back in the team, but that period before that when, you know, they, they were sort of conceding more goals. So yeah, they're looking quite good they for are. a cheap, you know, moderate your excitement a bit. Yeah. Because it, you know, they're not a premium defense by any means, but there's good potential for a double. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I had a little look at um, Liveramento and KWP when, you know, I did see about the injury and they both have the same goals and assists with one goal and two assists apiece for the season. If you're wondering, then Kylie won't like this very much, but Bednarak has three goals, who is Southampton's top scoring defender. Highs and lows of Bednarak. <laughs> yeah, compared to KWP's 63 points. Uh, I think... The main difference here is obviously that Walker Peters has played a lot less minutes in his, you know, in his time due to injury, and in that time he has five clean sheets compared to Bednarak six and Livermore seven. So Southampton are better in defence when Walker Peters is there. So if he is out, you know, maybe you could bear that in mind if you're going with Livermore or Bednarak. But yeah. Um, <sighs> It's it's just such a shame if he is out. And I think we need to know how long he's out for as well because I think it took a long time for him to be flagged. So we need to know how long the injury is actually going to, you know, affect him for. As I say, he could really still be a very nice, you know, post game week 30 pick. And, you know, he got that assist in the FA Cup last night as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, do we have any questions or observations in the chat? look so we've won here i am sorry if i mispronounce your name but ashwarya dorge dorge uh thoughts on asm or willock i have one free transfer was going to remove esr bowen for willock or should i transfer antonio to asm should I take a four-point hit for Chelsea Defender? That's a lot of different questions we're actually going (laughs) to be covering willock shortly yes um I would personally prefer going either ESR or Bowen, maybe mm-hmm. ESR. I know he has a double, but 
you know, with yeah. Martinelli back in the team, he, he's always a bit touch and go for minutes. I understand the logic of selling Bowen as well, which is maybe slightly more risky given his ownership, but fixtures aren't great. Yeah. Um, Willock obviously has the double-double. We'll get into a bit more on him. I'm not sure that ASM, that uh, St. Maximin is double game week ready. No. Uh, I think he's still flagged or if he's not yeah. still flagged. Only he's... just coming back. Uh, yeah, I think so, so. That feels like maybe a risk too far, though I completely understand wanting to get rid of Antonio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. A 12, uh, sorry, a four point hit for a Chelsea defender. If you have a way around game week 30, then I see no issue with that because mm-hmm. the fixtures are really lovely. They do have a nice double. So I think you will get the points back for it, but it's just making sure that you're able to navigate that period. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. So um, I think there's... I, I'm a little bit reluctant to say this, seeing as we have Rudiger on our list, but I'm... A little bit nervous that both Norwich and Newcastle have been able to grab a goal, <laughs> make one, a yeah. sneak well, one Newcastle recently. Newcastle definitely. especially looking really good. So I mean, like to load up on on that. But I think it you should expect at least one clean sheet, and then that will well, help. Well, it's Norwich pay. and Burnley actually. So, oh yes, uh, oh yes, of course, the Burnley. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. Okay. So then, probably not going to score unless, <laughs> as I say, Vegas decides to <laughs> yeah. to go big. So uh, yeah. Um. It's written in the stars. It is. Like, we're all it really sell is. You, it but... really is. You can see it coming. Um. But yeah. What? Um. Oh, focus says KWP flagged for offside on the side. <laughs> um. Pick two to start: Ramsey, Burn, Livramento, or Saka. I think probably Ramsey, Ramsey and Ooh, Saka. Liver- well, Livermento <laughs> has a double, yeah. so I would be starting that. I, I wouldn't want to bench yeah. Saka, though. That's tricky. Yeah, I'd be benching. Oh, tough. Yeah. Want to play a bench boost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Tricky, actually. <laughs> that is, that's a tough one. I think definitely Ramsey. We both agree with that. But then I think for me, it would be, be just edged between Livermento and Saka. Yeah. So, all right. Um, it's time for our watch list picks for game week 28. Who are you picking ahead of the double, Kylie? So as already alluded to, uh, we're going double-double again with Willock. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not a double-double disaster zone like the Burnley <laughs> picks were. We've yeah. name-checked uh, Meghurst several times this yes. this stream. Um, hopefully, this is a, a better a better pick. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Willock, I think he's a, a nice punt for the next two fixtures on a few provisos. One being that he is a short-term pick, yeah. right? Because they do blank in thirty, and their fixtures aren't otherwise amazing. Um, so I, I just think that's sort of something to to bear in mind. But he is only 5.7 and he's 1.7% owned unless that's recently gone up, which it might have uh, because people are starting to look at these players. and uh, Yeah, 2.4 now. 2.4. So he's, yeah. he's gone up a little bit since then. Either way, uber, uber differential. Um, the question marks over St. Maximin, of course, would cannot 
get a goal. So, you know, I mean, the alternative there is Fraser, but I just think Willock feels pretty nailed. I don't know. I just think he's probably the one of the two that I would go for, and maybe that's wrong. Um, and maybe part of it is nostalgia because he did do really well last season. Obviously, <laughs> he went on this kind of crazy run. Yeah. Um, when he first joined them. But uh, his XG is 2.35, XA 0.42. Quite underwhelming for this season. But, of course, he has been in and out of the team. Um, He has missed quite a number of weeks. What is interesting is that he only has two goals and one one assist this season, but all three of them have come in the last three matches. So it's definitely like things are aligning for him. (laughs) And... If we did follow him last season, he went, it was not just, uh, you know, the odd goal here and there. I think he scored eight goals um, last season, but like they were consecutive game weeks. He went on just this crazy run. So maybe he could replicate that. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Um, In the last games he's played, so he hasn't played the last six but he has played the last five Mm -hmm. um he's had 15 attempts which is nice nine in the box seven of them were blocked and only four of them were on target so that the the shot accuracy bit not amazing Mm. but last season his shot accuracy was 56 percent um 23 attempts 13 on target so maybe we'll start to see some improvement there again he could just be sort of finding his feet after being quite rusty. So I, I still think at least he's relatively prolific in terms of his shooting. Hopefully it yeah. just kind of finds the goal. Um, Newcastle are obviously buoyant at the moment because things are looking a lot better for them. They've basically won or drawn their matches since like game week 18 when they played City. So mm. they are on a good run after being sort of squarely in the relegation Um spots at the bottom they are yeah they are looking much much more likely to stay up now um fixtures for the double are brighton and southampton then chelsea and everton so chelsea obviously not looking like an amazing game but the other three you know they are capable of putting it up to them and and he could get something out of those matches so you know something to consider but as i said Again, I, I feel like we, we keep just saying about game week 30, bear it in mind, have an escape route, yeah. whatever that is. But for a two-game week punt, he is a decent pick because mm. they are the only team that have the back-to-back doubles. Yeah, I What agree. do you think? Yeah, no, I have obviously considered him if I were a card. And uh, he's a nice price point and, of course... You know, he used to play at Arsenal, so <laughs> um, I have true. a bit of a kind of soft spot for him anyway. Uh, yeah, no, he, he's a great pick. And I think short term, especially, and especially if you're considering free hitting in 30, having the double-double out of somebody at that price is is really, really nice. So I think he's a, a great pick. Um, so I've decided to choose the new guy at Spurs, 
Kuluzvetsky, I think you say it. I have no Kulusevsky. idea. Um, So I'm just going to call him Kulu for short. Hopefully everyone's fine with that. <laughs> now, I have watched this guy closely in the past three game weeks and he is a quality player. Spurs have tried to find someone to fit in that front three with Kane and Spurs in the past with the likes of Moura and it's had varying success for Spurs, to be honest. It hasn't really come off well. Sometimes Moura's done fantastically other times not so well however this guy i just think he fits in so well so much show he looks to be taking some of the attacking space from the likes of sun and kane and in the game against leeds he could have had another goal so um if not for a great save so that's you know it's really really good he's played 333 minutes and has already racked up two goals and one assist that's two less assists than Moura has managed in 1512 minutes so i think maybe just maybe i know that moura has been out because of covid but i do feel like kulu has been so good that he's potentially nailed down you know nail down that spot now okay so Spurs won't be playing Leeds every week but one of Kulu's goals and one of his assists came against Man City in game week 26 so it does show that he can you know score against the bigger teams so despite Spurs a potential tough looking Dublin Man United and Brighton of which I think you could probably argue at this point that maybe they're not quite as tough <laughs> as they look on paper with um, both only keeping seven clean sheets this season. Uh, he's looking a great shout. Um, it's, he's like one of the few teams now um, that we have since last night that know that we have obviously a game this week, a double next week, and then a game in 30, which is really nice. So if you were to you know go in on them you know they've got games to cover the next few game weeks and you're not worrying about having to try and find somebody for game week 30 and he faces Everton this week before that who have only kept four clean sheets (laughs) this season so yeah um if I was wild carding and getting him in I'm not loving the fact that I'd actually be having him on my bench (laughs) potentially for that one um there's a real chance here, it feels like, for Spurs to really capitalise, as much as I hate to say that as an Arsenal fan. I think if they do, which of of course Spurs can Spurs it up as they have done in the past, but if they do really push on from here with some of these really good fixtures, then I would expect Kulu to be right amongst, you know, all of these goals. So, you know, if you are on a wild card and you're trying to decide whether to go Sun and Kane personally I don't I think that's a lot of money because once you put all of your money in Sun and Kane you are you're stuck like literally that's so much cash where maybe considering going Sun and Kulu or Kane and Kulu just to free up that extra bit of cash and 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 that cash goes a long way believe me it could get you a Chelsea defender it could get you Robertson could really help you out so I think 
um, in terms of the wild card and in terms of you know just generally if you if even if I didn't wild card this week he'd definitely be somebody I'd be considering for Trashard <laughs> Trossard who I still <laughs> have in my team um, yeah. so even if for some reason Watford got through tonight and I ended up with seven people in game week 30 and then I was looking for somebody who I could get in who would cover the double next week and then blank in 30 he'd definitely be a pick for me because he's just six million so he's a really nice price point i mean you'd like to think he was a, a big upgrade on on trossard um yeah. yeah i i just again uber differential 1.5 percent owned at the moment it's just this is a really early pick for me mostly based on eye test from watching him because i can't you know, I can't say to you guys that he's definitely nailed and all of these things. It's just that he's looked so good. I'm not sure why they would really change things up, but, uh, except maybe to, to rest him. But I don't think Spurs' fixtures are so tightly compact that they, they'd really need to do that. And if they did, I'd still expect him to probably start and then, and then you know, and then maybe come off early for the likes of Moura, especially if he's just coming back, you know, off of illness. I don't think they'll just drop Moura in, um, you know, especially when Kudu's been playing Hard so Hard to imagine, well. yeah. Mm. Um, what's your th- thoughts on him, Kylie? Have I persuaded you just to sell Sun? Because <laughs> we're both on Sun, right, at the moment. Right. <laughs> and just join me in this absolute madness. <laughs> Not fully, although I I, do, I really do like Kulisevsky. So yeah. I, and I completely agree with you. I think in so far as it may be being difficult for people to pull off having both Son and Kane. Mm. That's a huge outlay. We've already talked yeah. about premium defence, trying to fit in Chelsea defence in there. We've got Salah. We've got, you know, it, there was a time when we all had lots of money. That time is not now. Yes. So <laughs> I can't, for instance, swing Kane. I have mm-hmm. Son in there. I just, I have a budget forward line just because I prefer the premium defense and midfielders at the moment. Yeah. So getting to Kane would require some upheaval, mm-hmm. but I do really like the idea of having an additional Spurs option, particularly because of that game week 30 fixture. I really want to leave the door open to not having to free hit in 30 mm-hmm. if I can. Yeah. And so someone like Kulisevsky is a nice fit for say uh, James Ward-Prowse, who I have in my team, have him for the 28 double. Um, but then, of course, he's not playing in 30 now. So yes. it, he's 6.5. So it's a quite easy substitute to make going into 29 with a double and then a game in 30. Of course, there's maybe an advantage to holding off on the transfer to just see what happens with Mora coming back. But like you, I think it's maybe a punt worth taking because it's hard to imagine, you know, Mora's been there for seasons. We know what we get out of Mora. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge amount. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I said about all those minutes and all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I the like, same amount of returns, effectively. Yeah, I, I like him, but yeah, oh, yeah. You know, he's not prolific. This no. is a fact. So given that Spurs have been somewhat of a yo-yo, it's basically one great performance, then a you know, then they lose one nil to Burnley kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and and so on it goes. I think, and I don't want to get into the business of trying to understand managers because 
yeah uh, challenging task but i it sounds I think... like 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 a, a comeback waiting to happen on us <laughs> if we do yeah. too much of that. <laughs> yeah exactly bad takes are us yeah but mm. i do i do think it makes sense for him to continue to start or get sizable minutes just because mm. he he has come out of the gates and looked really really strong so i think if you have that spot in your team particularly if you have someone in your midfield maybe going into 29 that you would like to swap to someone who has a double in 29 and then plays in 30. He does look like he could be a good pick for that. Probably not a priority for anyone in 28 though, unless they're wildcarding, just mm. because I think their focus is going to be on the Rafinhas and, you know, JWPs and, and Willocks and, and the yeah. like um, mm. who have an immediate double. Yeah, agreed. So I, I kind of was thinking of him more in a in a kind of wild card um, free hit potentially, yeah. although I think you'd probably load up on doubles. But yeah, mostly on a wild card or if you're if you're not wild carding and not wanting to, you don't have your free hit left, um, that, you know, he would be a good pick in that kind of six mil mark that would see you through a couple of game weeks, albeit you wouldn't necessarily get two game weeks out of him but we mentioned Rafinha just um if not last game week I think the game week before when we mm -hmm. did the watch list so he would be a nice follow-on from Rafinha after you know after Rafinha's double potentially obviously we'll have to wait and see about the new manager there and uh Leeds do have Norwich so yeah I, I think I was thinking more in a kind of wild card sense on this yeah. one but I think he's not a bad shout as you say there are lots of players around that six mil mark that we're really considering who we want, you know, to get rid of now and going forward. Yeah. And he's definitely a player that can carry you forward for a couple of game weeks. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully do well. Um, well potentially I mean, for me, yeah. <laughs> if I get him in, uh, but also for the watch list. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, okay. After last week's showing, we do yeah. need some points. <laughs> we do. Um, and I think the thing with him as well is it's just so much more fun when your your punts actually yes. perform. It is way more <laughs> exciting than Salah got goals and we've captained him. Yay, look, we love it. But there's <laughs> yeah. nothing quite like the feeling of owning someone who's so low owned and then mm -hmm. actually getting you decent points. It's like those rare moments that we live for. And Absolutely. it's why we play this somewhat torturous game. Is it's that thing where I can see something really special in him, and it's it's that hope, I guess, as an FPL manager, that you're just spotting something that little bit early ahead of everyone else, you know. And I think I I know I mentioned to him to you last game week, and we rightly left it a game week just to kind Although, of. Although if we had, picked I know him, <laughs> it would have looked a lot better. <laughs> Would have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little better um but yeah i've been wanting to kind of sneak him in for, for a couple of games so I'm, I'm i'm glad he's he's finally making it in now just do not let me down cooler <laughs> please um okay we had a couple of questions in the in the chat madison or gordon i think uh is one do you have a preference on well, this of week guys? is an interesting thing because um they probably neither of them stand out to me for this particular game week um obviously everton have a double in 29 um but oh and obviously leicester play in 30 
I probably prefer Madison, but I personally wouldn't be going for either of them this week. But obviously, if it's, maybe it's a wild card or you're taking a longer-term view, then that you have to factor that in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, crikey. <laughs> or Crikey says, should I play Brozier on a double or Foden versus United? Hmm. <laughs> I think Bro... bro. Yeah, I... Oh, that's oh. tough. I I would probably be inclined to punt on Brogia and hope Foden gets rested. But it's massively risky because he could easily, very easily play and very easily do really well against United. Actually, yeah. that's not a decision I'd want to make. Surely you have someone else you can yeah. bench other than either of those two. <laughs> oh, I don't know because there's so many doubles out there, isn't there? It probably mm. is a benching headache this week. I mean, that's the only one thing about wildcarding this week is that a, I'd have to sell Sun, which I'm kind of not, as you know, I love Sunny, so I'm not mad keen on that. Um, but yeah, it does allow for a bit more flexibility in my team going forward. And B, it really does leave a benching headache for the next, you know, the next few weeks. We have had this question a few times today, um, but I just see Linesh's directly at the moment. Is it worth getting rid of Bowen? Well, I am. Yeah, and actually, I mean, part of, that makes me a bit sad because mm, if one good decision I made this year is that I went very early on Bowen, Same. so <laughs> Same. I was very, very ahead of the curve, slightly too ahead of the curve. But it's okay because he eventually started <laughs> he doing got really, really well. <laughs> yeah, um, and have had him for a really long time, but their fixtures aren't great. Um, that's not to say that he's incapable of getting returns. Yeah. West Ham aren't looking amazing in mm -hmm. attack at the moment. He can, He's still capable of individual brilliance, but there are so many midfielders at the moment who are in and around his price, who have really nice doubles, who, you know, sort of tick all of these boxes the, the one thing that might turn people off now is, of course, that he plays in 30. So that might sort of prevent people from getting rid of him. Yeah. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer there. I personally am doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but I will do it with a view that I am happy to get him back. Who after. are you going for? So I am going, I'm likely going for... Masking now and she's like, I don't want to say because then my mini league rivals will know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going for a Villa midfielder. Yeah. Probably Coutinho. Okay. Yeah. No. So, although I think Ramsey is a great shout, but yeah. um, I have the money there, so I'm going for Coutinho. <laughs> Hoping that he delivers. I think it very much depends on your team structure. So depending on whether you're going to free hit in 30 whether you're going to wild card all of that sort of stuff it very much depends if you're on a wild card i think all of the wild card drafts i've done have pretty much not featured bowen only simply because i know i would bench him the next two game weeks and then i'd only really be keeping him for game week 30 and then it would be well do I want him going forward? Don't I want him going forward? Whereas I'd rather not having for the, the next three game weeks and and potentially get him back in. I know it's going to cost me more money that way, but if he's only going to be sat on my bench anyway for, you know, for two game weeks, then 
it it doesn't make much sense on a wild card to keep him. If, however, Watford did actually manage to be playing in game week thirty, and I and I had seven players then playing in game week thirty, Bowen would be a part of that seven. So it would make no real sense to sell him then. You know, it yeah. would. I would just obviously use my transfers the next game week or two to make other transfers and likes of selling you know Trossard and Webster who are injured yeah. and and get players in that cover 30 that way so I think it is very team very very much team is, dependent yeah. but I think there's nothing wrong with getting off of him now like as you say they're they're tough fixtures and I think if you can cover him with somebody who's going to get, who who you're actually going to play in your team for the next two game weeks and then be able to cover 30 as well, then there's absolutely, you know, no problem, I think, in, in getting off of him. Uh, although, as you say, it is a sad moment in, in all of our lives. It is, it and we'll is. probably all go running back like game week 32 or something when their probably. fixtures get better again. And they've probably. got a double game week going, Bowen, we're sorry. <laughs> Come <laughs> back. You. Yeah. Although, I, you know, it looks like he won't or I guess it depends. I'm not, I don't think he is due another one, but obviously. Yeah. We will see. And I guess if he misses, oh no, he won't miss out on 30, will he? So no, yeah. yeah. So it's it's unlikely. So yeah. Um, and it's oh, it's half four now. Oh, so wow. Okay, gosh, we better wrap up. Chatting <laughs> for a while, so yeah. we should probably start wrapping up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, best of luck for the up and coming game week, guys. I hope you have an absolutely fabulous one with lots of green arrows. Here you go, Kylie. Do you want to wrap us up with the admin? so as always leave a comment with any suggestions you might have if you enjoyed the stream please like and subscribe and tune in next time and uh, otherwise as always you can find links to my content and nims below and best of luck for the game week ahead yep bye guys bye